Hello and welcome everyone to our monthly podcast at Acumen, your one stop for everything into aviation. Today we have with us Martin Corcoran, who is our VP of Business Development based out of Dublin office. He comes with a massive experience of 31 years into aviation and I'm pretty sure today's conversation with Martin would be really insightful for every one of you. So let's begin and have a very quick introduction from the man himself. Thank you, Brewer. Very nice to be here and I appreciate the time you've offered me to say hello to you. Thank you, Martin. Um, thank you. Uh, in the aviation industry since 1990, prior to a separate uh, career in the Defence Forces in Ireland, and I joined Air Lingus in 1990, uh, primarily in the technical side, uh, workshops, APUs and landing gears. Nice. Stayed a number of years there uh, in the, on the floor, learning the ins and outs of the aircraft technical side of the house. And in 1995, moved into the sales and commercial department. Erling is then would have been a fairly young, fledgling MRO provider, and we would have provided services to other airlines and different MRO, uh, other MROs and um, OEMs as well. Uh, stayed in the commercial department when the company was then taken over by FLS Aerospace, which was a Danish MRO. Uh, much larger uh, in size based in obviously Denmark and UK and stayed again in the commercial department moving into SR Techniques about eight years later. It was based out of Switzerland and they took over the company at that point mm -hmm. and continued to grow the business and at that occasion moving more into the engine side of the house. Uh, it's been a long career with them until 2015 and in 2015 had a fantastic opportunity to join Acumen Aviation I took up that opportunity and I'm in Acumen Aviation since the present day. So an interesting career to date, very diverse and quite a lot of travel. That is amazing to you and of course we are happy as well that you are with us. Uh, so we absolutely understand that you have been associated with a lot of companies first of all and there have been a lot of acquisitions throughout your uh, career uh, time span. You have been into MRO industry for quite a long, right? Quite a while, uh, of course, with other industries as well. What we understand, right? And I, when I say we, it's it's my audience, right? So we under when we understand, uh, there's a lot of documentation process in this industry, right? A lot of paperwork, it's very heavy, heavy on operations, right? For everything you touch on the aircraft, you need a document. Correct. So, so what I want to understand from your 31, 30 years of experiences, when you started. Where was this this kind of operations, right? How much was paperwork? And today, has it evolved yeah. in terms of technology, in terms of let's say mindset, let's say uh, some regulation from the authority? So how have we come uh, along these thirty years? Um, that's a very good question, um, and it is an interesting journey over the thirty-one years. It was definitely very much paper dependent uh, thirty years ago, without a shadow of a doubt. Everything was documented mm -hmm. on paper. And also very importantly was the manuals for the aircraft were also further paper document and you have a library, a full-time library to back up all about the amendments to the manuals, which as you know came out every couple of weeks or months as the case may be. So it was very much a paper-driven industry back then. There was a slow move to a kind of a barcode type approach and this digitization of scanning of records, digital signatures came into the equation at one stage as well. This went along uh, rather slow because you're dealing with the, uh, ultimately you're dealing with the regulatory authorities. Uh, IASA formed in Europe, as you know, 
but the aircraft became more and more owned by leasing companies. Mm -hmm. And while an airline would own an aircraft and could pretty much carry on themselves in their own repairs and maintenance procedures, when it was leased aircraft, it was critical that the leasing company had a set of paperwork they could easily transfer to the next lessee. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I suppose leases were 12 to 15 years old or long, a duration I should say, but that uh, became less and less. So if you have a lease of three to five years, it's critical your paperwork is kept up to date mm -hmm. or your digitization of those records are kept up to date. As we know, jurisdictions are changing as well in relation to getting your access to this paperwork mm -hmm. or your records, it must be said. Uh, that has moved along now quite nicely. The regulatory authorities are accepting more uh, digitized paperwork mm -hmm. and the aircraft themselves have obviously evolved into more of a digital uh, age aircraft with software upgrades provided by the OEM, must be said. So that's where, where the, the, the whole area of transition from. Mm -hmm. I think today it's still quite a lot of paperwork, mm -hmm. but there's a massive move on the environmental side of the house mm -hmm. to move this into a more digitized format. Got it. So, yeah, of course, what I understand from every point that you said is it's more about the authority perspective, right? And less about the, the, the leasing companies and the OEMs, right? They are ready with the technology. It's more about what I perceive mm -hmm. is it's more about the authority giving them a green signal. Okay, let's do it, everything digital. So, what scope even further? What scope do you see in terms of adoption of technology, in terms of uh, approaching the authorities and, and trying to uh, convince them to move 100% digital? Is that a possibility? First question. And maybe a follow up question. If that happens, right, where do you see ourselves in terms of digital adoption, in terms of software is coming up, where do, you, where do we see ourselves 10 years down the line? Uh, that's a good question. second question. <laughs> so the regulatory targets are certainly driving the requirements, as you know, for the paperwork side, it still has to be unique. Uh, mm -hmm. 30 fingerprint type of signature, which is very important for all of the record, um, all of the transactions carried out on the aircraft in relation to repairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, the leasing companies would love to move, I think, ultimately to a digital solution mm -hmm. because it gives them much more uh, speedily access to their assets. Mm -hmm. If there was any situation of uh, grounding or trying to repossess the asset or transfer it in a fairly quick uh, fashion. Mm -hmm. At the moment, it, it's a 30 to 90 day process to review all the records, uh, collate them collect, uh, correctly and make sure they're in a presentable format to the next lessee. And to the second part of your question, 10 years down the road, it is, has, it has, will be all digital because the new aircraft are coming out with, with zero paperwork, it's very much a digitization of the manuals, okay. the flight operation manuals, and this will just get more and more into the, into the realm of being, being the norm. And even the transition of the aircraft will become much more automated and digitized, mm -hmm. uh, without a shadow of a doubt. There's probably no going back. And now with the uh, environmental pressures around all of us, mm -hmm. uh, you're going to see there's going to be a move forward as opposed to moving back. That is huge. And also, again, from an from an MRO uh, perspective, what I also understand is there are there is a lot of adoption in terms of uh, doing all the tick boxes kind of functions mm -hmm. or through computers these days. Yes, and there are a lot of MRO software that are coming. Yeah. Out. So, do you see improvement in efficiency from when you started? In this industry and today maybe 
maybe inspections or operations are being done more efficiently, less time being consumed. Any, any, uh, your, what's your opinion about that? Yeah, no, there's been huge gains in that area because the old days of the, the, the record room with all the thousands of job cards in it, they are getting less and less, it must be said. And with the mobile applications of um, laptops and uh, iPads, etc., your, your uh, sign-offs can be done very much remotely. When you're up in the tail, in particular the tail or the rudder of the aircraft, there's no one if you're walking back up and down the um, ladders anymore and scaffolding like the old days. Um, there's certainly um, a move to this uh, formatting, and then the check progress can also be seen while it is in manual. Mm -hmm. Because again, the downtimes are being uh, focused in on, it must be said, a much more lean uh, structure applied to the process of uh, an MRO induction. Similar is happening with the engines, it must be said, not to forget about the engines, mm -hmm. which is equally as big a task to keep an eye on your paperwork, because that's where the money is as well yeah. in the asset. That is really amazing, uh, Martin. That really gives me a perspective, and I'm sure the audience must have also uh, understood how aviation has grown uh, for the last 30 years in terms of uh, efficiencies, right? And uh, of course, in terms of uh, time span uh, in operations getting reduced. But I know that you have other commitments as well and I would have loved to continue this conversation even further. But let's let's put it this way. Let's schedule another call with you, uh, yes. maybe in some time. And let's get back to this podcast again and have some additional questions with you. Does it make sense? Perfect sense. Yeah. And thank you very much for your time. Uh, thanks a lot, Martin, for coming up. To all my audience, so this was Martin signing off. But I'm sure we'll be back again with him with another set of questions from all of you. And of course, as today, it would be even more insightful on the next uh, conversation. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. Take care. To know more, reach out to us at sales at acumen.arrow or support at sparta.arrow. We would be happy to assist.